Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Hey, um, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's going on? Here's my question that I posed to you. Um, we've talked on the air about how... Shouldn't Tarzan have a beard? We got it. Yes, true. How my mother um, is a nurse. Kevin, your mother, too, is a nurse. Yes. I don't know how you grew up, but for me, I had to be bleeding out of my eyeballs and ears in order to stay home from school because she didn't believe anything. Yeah. She would just be like, you'll be fine. Suck it up. Go to school. Was your, was same, your mother the same? The same way. And okay. also, if you had a problem and you asked her, she'd go, I don't know. Maybe she'd go to the doctor. I'm like, you're a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> At I least guess. I don't know the new math. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Uh, Jensen, how about you? Was your I feel like your mother probably when you wanted to stay home. Oh, yeah. I was a bubble boy. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. allowed me to stay home. I was <laughs> I, like, I, I, was like I have menstrual cramps. She's like, stay home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Bean, I'm going to assume you don't remember. Uh, I don't, but mm-hmm. I do know that I... Almost never missed a day of school my Not entire shocking. 12 years. Of course. Not shocking. All right. Well, when I saw this on Twitter, a woman named Sarah Holiday tweeted, Never forget the time my brother missed the bus and wrote my mom this note. And she posted the note. So this is an extraordinary length to go to yes. so he can convince his mom yes. this is a good reason to stay home. Yes. All right. So he wrote, I missed the bus. Underlined. As your son... I regret to inform you that I've missed my means of public transportation. <laughs> I know you must be on a roller coaster of emotions right now, but rest assured, I've decided to stay home. This was a tough decision to make while you were gone for 20 minutes. I'm probably in my bed moping about the fact that I can't go to school, so please don't interrupt me. <laughs> if you require any further assistance, Please see the pros and cons chart on the backside. He made a pros and cons chart. A pros and cons chart. By the way, I need more information on where she was during that 20 minutes. Right. She's now back home noticing this note from her son while he's in bed. Don't interrupt Don't him. Don't interrupt yeah. him. He's mm-hmm. moping. He doesn't want to be bothered. Right. I mean, she was, mom was only out for 20 minutes. She could have run the kid to school if he missed the bus. Oh, oh, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of questions need to okay. be answered. Okay. Um, but let's talk about his pros and cons. Okay. Here's a pro for him missing school mm-hmm. and just taking this day off. It's the first day at home this quarter. Grades will be fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Solid. Answers that one. Solid. I think that, that has some legs. Absolutely. Sure. But then here's the thing. He also listed cons, which just in case she brought them up, he already had an answer for. All right. So here's one of his cons. Might become a habit. He put in parentheses, doubtful. <laughs> so just in case she came at him with that. And then his other pro, today was going to be a bad one. Can't get over my hair. <laughs> I mean, the kid was having a bad hair He's day. We've all been there. Yeah. He's got great points. His other con, 
You have to call the school and tell them I've got polio. <laughs> what is going on? I love this kid, With and as a parent, kid. I would walk into his house and high-five him. And that is exactly what? what the mom wound up tweeting, because she, the daughter posted this, never forget the time my brother missed the bus and wrote my mom this note. Mm-hmm. And people underneath were like, well, what happened? Did he go to school? And the mom piped in. She's like, did you see the note? Of <laughs> yeah. course not. I'm not sending that kid to school. That celebrate. was excellent. But she also did say it didn't become a habit. That was the one and only time. But I just thought that was so delightful. He put so much more work into that note than he would have put in being at school, at school all day. <laughs> all day at school. And I, I just have to say I love him. And I hope he winds up being um, a politician. Something. I just I feel like I believe in this man. So so this man, 2020? Kid that missed well, the bus, 2040? Yeah, as someone who went home every time I had to poo, uh-huh. uh, I celebrate him, <laughs> and I think he speaks my language. By the way, that's true. I went home every time I had to poo. Yeah, we don't have time to. Just we, you know. We can't unpack that. Get in. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K-R-O-Q. What a day. A couple of real-life rock stars in studio with us right now on the Kevin and Bean Show. Monkey from the band Corn, right there on Yo. K-Rock. And Brandon Mendenhall, guitarist for the Mendenhall Experiment. How What's are up, you, Brandon? Yo? I'm good. I'm good. Happy good. to be here. We got a lot of ground to cover here, and it's so fascinating. I want people to stick around and hear this story because it is so inspiring and so fun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a best way to introduce how your 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 uh, paths cross. And I guess we'll start with you, Brandon, because you, at a very early age, got exposed to the band Corn, and it kind of changed your life from the first time you ever heard their song "Blind," right? Yeah, absolutely. I heard "Blind," and I was like, "Who is this band? What is this?" And I just got the record and just totally immersed myself in. Anything I could find, magazines and info, and found out who they were and, and found relatability between me and them, and it just grew and grew from there. Let's talk about your struggle as a kid with cerebral palsy. Um, you, your hand is was pretty much paralyzed. Paralyzed. So paralyzed. you c- couldn't play the guitar, and but you really, really, really wanted to play the guitar and be in a band. Totally. It was my passion, and everybody told me it'd never be possible, and I'm a dude that doesn't take no for an answer, so that was, guitar was the one thing I didn't want to let go of, so I just pushed myself to rehabilitate my hand through just playing the instrument, and then when I read the story about how Monkey cut the tip of his uh, finger off. I'm so glad you said finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that may be for another movie. Yeah. Um, let's let Bucky pick it up there. What happened to your hand? Yeah, so when I was 13, I cut the end of my finger off, and um, it, it sort of drove me to, um, you know, I had to rehabilitate it in a way, uh, and the doctors kind of, uh, the, the doctor, who was a reconstructive surgeon, said, what about an instrument? And I said, how about the guitar? I love the guitar. I love the sound of the guitar. And so that sort of drove me to pick up a guitar. My dad bought me a guitar. And mm-hmm. and so the rest is, you know. You I, could... I mean, there certainly are instances of people who, I mean, Jerry Garcia is probably the most famous one of a guy who had his, you know, part of his middle finger was missing. And he just figured out a way to kind of incorporate, use what he had. Yeah, and t- it sounds Tony like this... Iommi, too. He, yeah, he right. Had... 
cut a couple of his fingers off and they put prosthetics on. And that's how he played. And it sounds like the same for both of you guys is you just through passion and hard work, you just managed to use whatever you had available on the guitar. But it seems like and I'm very this is what's so impressive, Brandon, is you worked so hard for so long to be able to play the guitar because you don't have the range of all of your fingers being available to you on the neck of the guitar, right? Correct. My dexterity is not what uh, a normal guitar player would would have. So I tune my guitars to like a drop C and then I play these flat chords all the way up and down my neck and focus on songwriting and I'm blessed to have an amazing band behind me to just kind of take my rough skeletons and build them into amazing tunes. Is it getting any better or will it ever get better? It's it's getting better. It is. Like I, I find it it, the more I play, the more I push myself. It's it's a slow build. Yeah. The thing that impressed me so much, not only the healing power of music, literally and figuratively, it improved your confidence. It improved your coordination. It improved your speech. All of this, the way you pushed yourself because you love the guitar so much, shaped your life. Exactly. I want to do this on a world level like K-Rock. So mm-hmm. to be able to do that and be here... You've got to be able to do all of it. You've got to do the interviews. You've got to be able to speak confidently, carry yourself well, look good. And you have to be able to play and write really good songs. And, and that was cool, too. Like, it's a very specific example in the film, obviously, what he's overcoming. But also, you didn't just pick up the guitar. You worked at Westlake Studios out here in Los Angeles. You, like, studied the craft, went to school for it, uh, got a loan from your grandparents for a guitar. Like, you went through the struggles that all musicians do and almost double, triple because of your, your handicap. And full self, too. It, yeah, full self. I, I love it. I love music. I love being a part of it. I love being in the studio, and I want to do it on the national level. So, Was there any part of you that died a little bit when doctors would tell you you can't, and your grandpa and different... I mean, it has to hurt for a while at least. Oh, it, it hurt. Yeah. It, it definitely hurt, but that was the fuel for me to kind of turn it around and push me to do this. And that's, that's just the underlying theme of my life is taking a negative and making it a positive, just like the guys in Corn do with Jonathan and all the stuff that he's been through. Monkey with the finger and when you see the film, it's you, you, they, him growing up from you know getting teased and bullied and like a lot of us did, mm-hmm. um, guys in my band, myself. Yeah, and I think that speaks to who Corn is because he felt such a connection. And Corn speaks to people that maybe feel like an outsider, feel like yeah. they have no place. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got you recognized by the guys at Corn, your tattoos on your back, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, we should ma- we should mention right. that, Brandon. We, what do you have? What do you have on your back? We need back? to take a break. We oh, you're to... the bad man. We're you're the man. bad man. We're talking. We tats. need to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll <laughs> talk right, about but, the tattoos and you two. How but you? But let met. me hit this. Let me hit this before yes. the break. Uh, we're talking to Monkey from Corn. We're talking to Brandon Mendenhall from his band, The Mendenhall Experiment. The movie we're referring to is called. Mind over matter. So more in a moment right after this on K-Rock. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. We are talking about the film Mind Over Matter. James Monkey Schaefer, guitarist for the band Korn in our studio, along with Brandon Mendenhall from the Mendenhall Experiment. Uh, you know, we talked about how Brandon first uh, became aware of Korn. Monkey, when did you first become aware of Brandon? Um, I think we were just talking about this. I thought it was in Ohio that I met you, but you were saying that it's in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, it was Peoria. I, was show. I showed up super early because I wanted to meet the dudes. 
I've got this crazy corn tattoo on my back. It's like a spray paint mural with monkey on my right shoulder and head on my left. So like how they would be on stage with the corn logo in the middle. And their <laughs> it's name impressive. In, yeah. Yeah. In spray paint. Text. Now, let me just ask you a question because it seems because there are millions of fans out there that want to meet somebody in a band. So you that you would just go super early, stay super late. Is that the key to it? Uh, well, that's what I thought the key was, and just so happened they saw me from a window of their bus and sent one of the texts out to come find me and threw me in a room with them, and I was completely starstruck. Oh my god! Couldn't even talk. So, monkey, tell me what's going through your mind, and I'm sure you've had this happen many times over the years when you see crazy corn tattoos do you think oh this is such an honor or do you think this guy is a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) at first i used to think they're they're really weird (laughs) and then i thought you know this the music's starting to resonate with people people are understanding the message and and where we come from and and who we are as people and it it started maybe into the third year when when the band was on tour and stuff like these people like this music has become bigger than us. Yeah. That and, seems like it was message. a surprise to you. It was. It was. <laughs> it was, yeah. And then now even still when I see, you know, people with tattoos, I'm like, th- th- that's really cool, you know. Yeah, it's inspiring. It is Monkey, inspiring. Who was, uh, who was that for you when you were coming up? Like, who was the rock star that you idolized enough that you might have gotten a tattoo of? Um, I might have gotten a tattoo of uh, Steve Vai, mm-hmm. or, or like because he was a, such a big inspiration He's a for me. God. He's just like he can make any emotion come through the guitar, yeah. and that is. And have real... you become friends with him? Uh, you know, I, we we see each other um, do charity events and some mm-hmm. such things like that together. And and uh, Steve uh, Vai played a huge part in this film, and didn't even know it probably, right? With the guitar. Yeah, the guitar I gave to Monkey was like the old Ibanez universe. But the ones they had were all beat up, and I had one that was pretty mint. And Steve signed it for me, but I always felt like it was better in the hands of Monkey. And when he didn't give up on the band, when Brian left, I wanted to give it to him as a thank you for like overcoming and continuing my favorite band. And you and played that on me. Yeah, and you played that on tour. Yeah, I played that guitar. on tour every night cuz it was so inspiring that he's giving me a guitar that was signed by Steve, who right. one of my all-time favorite guitar players and And then it came full circle. Yeah. Cuz you wound and up And he gave it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. Or gave it to me. Tell me about the work that you do with other people with disabilities. What's that all about? So I'm on the Board of Governors for uh, UCPLA, United Cerebral Palsy of Los Angeles, and uh, I'm basically just like an ambassador for uh, uh, people with disabilities. I go out and do as much charity work as I can to inspire and help the youth and anybody with disabilities and anybody that interacts with people with disabilities trying to end the stigma that I went through growing up but like people with disabilities are much more capable than society gives them credit for. Randy just makes me feel like a loser. I got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got here, man. If the shoe fits, <laughs> I got a ukulele last year, Brandon, and I'm convinced that I'm going to be a great ukulele player. Haven't made, haven't had one lesson yet, and I'm looking at what you went through to play the guitar, and I'm doing nothing over here. I just, I, again, I feel like a garbage person now. Just play it. 
figure that out. Just play it, Bean. Brandon, All right. he is saying aloha a lot. So I am saying aloha. Is that nice. a good way to get into the ukulele? I think so. Aloha. Uh, before we run out of time, Monkey, tell me what's new with corn. What's going on with you guys? We are working. I, I can't say. Ah! <laughs> I'm not supposed to say, but it's really good. <laughs> really uh, so you're, you're working. I you're in the studio. In the studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, you're in the studio. It's going to be out later this year. All right. Okay. Whatever Great. it is. Whatever, Whatever it is. It sure. Is. Sure. Uh, and it's really good. And. It's, and then a tour, it's in the process. maybe after maybe, that. Maybe, maybe okay. tour. With whatever it, it is. Pretty mm-hmm. tight to the okay. chest. With right. other people <laughs> really? running around. Okay. And open mic. Monkey, I know we'll see you again. Brandon, I hope we see you again as well. And congratulations. Continued success with the Mendenhall Experiment. Thank you. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. They're idiots. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was thinking uh, over the weekend, I don't know why this came to my mind, but um, we've never discussed people who get paid to go into medical clinical trials. I do see ads for that on TV all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I think it is a fascinating topic, and I would not at all be surprised if a bunch of our listeners have done that. Look, or should I uh, should I say listen? Yes, you should. We uh, we've all we were all starving college students at one time, and we all worked as much as we could, but still came up short. I sold a a spleen. (laughs) <laughs> I sold my spleen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they replaced or, oh. or, or transfer spleens. The I guy that they, bought it didn't know that. I guess not. Joke's yeah. on him. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who actually use clinical trials as a way to make some extra cash. How and much money can you make with that? The average clinical trial, Kevin, pays as low as $50 average to up to around 300 Wow. But there are some that pay a lot more than that. Here's a lady that I found who was that struggling graduate student that we were just talking about and decided that she was going to make some money with clinical trials. The resource that she used was called clinicaltrials.gov. Let me type that in. Hold on. (laughs) Clinicaltrials.gov. Go ahead and type it in and see what comes up. They uh, They tell you which clinical trials are happening all over the country. One of the major clinical trials that she participated in was at the National Institute for Mental Health. And Kevin, you would have loved this one. She was part of a study that that talked about that looked into what the brain what the, was happening with your brain when you were gambling. Oh. oh, really? So she underwent a series of MRI scans. She was part of the control group, or so she was told, in a gambling study. So she got to gamble while lying inside of a scanner. If she placed her bets just right, she also won money in addition to the pay that she was making for the study. She got to gamble as well. She made roughly a hundred dollars for every hour that she spent inside the MRA. 
or MRI, excuse me. That's not a bad way to go. No. By the time the study was done, she had accumulated roughly $1,550 over a few days. Wow. After this study closed, she was asked if she wanted to undergo a PET scan for a Parkinson's disease drug study. The only hitch here was that the medication was radioactive. (laughs) (laughs) See, there are some downsides. I mean, some of these studies, they actually give you diseases, you know, because they want to see, you know, how how they are transmitted and how to cure them. Right. I've seen this on Passage with Mark Paul Gossler. She said, I make sure to to ask every question I could think of before saying yes to the study. When I was done, I had five hundred dollars in my pocket. After she graduated, she moved to Madison. She looked into clinical trials at the University of Wisconsin. She located a phase three allergy study and qualified for it with a skin prick test, confirming that I had a ragweed allergy. Then for the next six months, she took daily medicine, uh, a dose of ragweed extract in order to soften her body's reaction to ragweed and and recorded the allergy symptoms. So then she would go into the lab once a month and get another $75 every month that she came in. So, I mean, she made $675 after that. And she just goes on and on and on. She was just bouncing from one study to another, and it ended up being pretty much a part-time job. Why don't we start with Sam? He's on line one. He's joining us from HB here on the Kevin Beach Show. Sam, we've never talked about this on the show before. Good morning. We're talking about medical clinical trials. You have been a part of one. I have. Uh, I went in. uh, They gave me a shot one day. They observed me for three days in-house. They had this big uh, bunk bed kind of a, uh, what do you call it? uh, Jail. Oh, so. <laughs> so you stayed at the place for three days while you were being monitored? Right, because, because they wanted to do uh, uh, check your blood pressure and draw blood every hour to make sure, you know, uh, just to check on you. What what and were they was, trying to solve? What were they working on? It, what, it was a vaccine for uh, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. And what turns out is uh, it was just something that kills tons of people in the Middle East. But this is just the vaccine. Huh. And then uh, they, uh, when I was all done, when I was all said and done, they gave me fifteen hundred bucks. I had to go on every month. Bucks. Yeah, I would go on uh, once a month for seven months, so they can draw blood and do blood pressure, and that was it. Yeah, but also keep in mind, this walk. is this is how Stranger Things happened. <laughs> this is how Eleven became Eleven. <laughs> Caleb is in Laguna Hills. What kind of medical trial were you a part of? Uh, they kept me awake for sixty-four hours straight. And did an MRI on my brain every four hours. How did they keep you awake? What were they doing? Did cattle prod? Dog collar? <laughs> uh, I mean, we watched a lot of TV. It's a, oh, we're losing them. We were just getting really bored and just throwing a ball back and forth for probably about four hours straight. Oh, my gosh. What do you, did they tell you what it was they were l- trying to learn from you? Well, they kept, like, putting bios in our head and, like, measuring our brain waves. And I thought it was really weird. So I asked at the end, so what is this for? And they said, oh, this is uh, for the Navy. So they, they torture prisoners by keeping them awake, and they want to see how that acts on the brain. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Man. Yeah, okay. listen, we're doing some torturing, and uh, we need to try it out on also, someone. Also, uh, in between TV shows you're watching, can we waterboard you? <laughs> how much did they pay you to go through that worst three days of your life, Caleb? It was 1000 bucks. So, All right. Uh, as a college student, it was pretty legit. That's pretty okay. strong. Yeah, pretty good. 1000 bucks. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to one that's a lot more fun. This is going to be uh, TJ, please. Line seven. TJ is in Atwater Village. What did they pay you to do, TJ? Yes, yeah, I saw an ad. This was leading up to the um, Proposition 215 a couple decades back mm-hmm. in the Hollywood Reporter, and they wanted marijuana smokers, cigarette smokers, crack smokers, or non-smokers. And that pretty much described everybody on the planet. So I said, well, that's me. 
and they had me go in and they brought out this medically uh, machine rolled joint as big as my thumb and it turned out it was a bronchial study so they made me smoke the entire joint and uh, then they put a tube down my throat just a little bit to scrape a little bit of skin to test the bronchial effect and they lost my paperwork and had me come back and do it a Fantastic. <laughs> Best case scenario. They're the ones losing it, but you're the one with the weed. <laughs> you are right. a hero. Yeah. A hero. Now, did they also pay you in addition to giving you the good weed? Yes, they paid, they paid me twice because they had me come back. $380 twice. Oh, my Right? Fantastic. Thank you for the call. All right. How about Jenny Line 1, Pasadena? If I'm understanding this correctly, it sounds like maybe there was some free plastic surgery involved. Is that right, Jenny? Yes. Yes. And was this out of the back of a van in a Vons parking lot? <laughs> Sorry, no. 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 Uh, when I heard about it, a friend of mine had done a couple of studies. And you're right. There are a bunch of places, especially in Pasadena, that hold all these studies. Mine was a tummy tuck for um, painkillers. So you get the tummy tuck. They give you painkillers. Or do they? They either give you painkiller or placebo. Interesting. So, so that was a study for <clears throat> for that. So, leading up to it, you know, you go for your paperwork, fifty bucks. You go for lab work, a hundred dollars. I went to maybe three visits worth mm-hmm. and received two thousand dollars. Wow! Before the surgery, until they told me I was not a candidate because I had a hernia. Oh, well, what? still good, good payout. Yeah, for nothing. but I still, I still can't. And then, of course, they recommended me to a study for hernia. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. The world famous K Rock. Get up, get on up. All right, wish me luck here. Uh, wish you luck. Yeah, this one's going to be a little difficult to explain. Right. Over the last six months of me being on the show, I think the number one thing that people have reached out to me about, and it's kind of shocking, mm-hmm. uh, most people have asked me about sneakers. Well, yeah, okay, because yeah. you've talked about how you have a collection. And... I'm a shoehead, mm-hmm. as everyone sure. knows. Could have right. went sneakerhead, went the other way. Sure. Um, and so I, you know, but I talk about pinball and wrestling and things that I'm into, mm-hmm. but I don't really, uh, people, I would say I've gotten maybe 20 to 30 messages just asking me how to start, how to get into yeah. the game. If I think these shoes are good, if they should pick up this one, are these comfortable? Are these good for collectors? Do you do it for an investment or not at all? That's a great question uh, that I don't know the answer to. Okay. I have uh, probably 150 pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. I would say I rotate around 10 of them. So really, yeah, how many of them are unopened? Oh, well, they're all opened. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I when I got engaged to Danielle, she was uh, smart enough to work through my OCD right. and say, "We'll pull them out of boxes and we'll get you cases." So I have like this very cool display that she mm-hmm. bought me for Valentine's Day one year. That's all like uh, plastic open cases, so, so you I can, can see them exactly. Oh, that's pretty Easy. cool. Okay. Still, the disease is strong and prevalent that but I don't wear them. You only wear about yeah. ten. Yeah. Interesting. But I'll, but then eventually I'll throw those away and then new ones go into the rotation. Okay. So I'm not that unhealthy. But I do <laughs> love shoes. And it seems that other people do too. But it is a daunting hobby, mm-hmm. a daunting thing to get into. It could be an expensive thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to help them out. And this is the easiest way for me to do so. And I assume that you... Uh, 
don't have the kind of time that like a 15 year old Fairfax high school student has where you have to like wait in line right. for hours and maybe even Sometimes like days. Overnight. And then online, yeah. even when they're released, it takes five seconds mm-hmm. and they're sold out. And right. these are mostly Nikes or what I collect. Mm-hmm. But this happens with, you know, the Kanye Reeboks and uh, Adidas and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things that are going on. So here we go, guys. This is an app. And it's for the casual fan who's looking to get cool sneakers. Okay. Casual fan. So you don't have to start a collection and do all that 150 pair crap. All. You could just get into cool sneakers. It's called StockX. Okay. It's downloadable. A lot of people might know about it already. But I think um, when I've been taking these questions from listeners, no one knows what it is. StockX. Founded in 2015 by Detroit native Josh Luber. It's a partnership with the Cleveland Cavaliers owner, Dan Gilbert. You know oh, him because wow. he went sure. in and out of fights with LeBron James. But he's also an investor and an entrepreneur. And StockX is an online marketplace for buying and selling sneakers online with a very easy-to-follow interface. And all you need is a beginner-level knowledge of the shoe game, which is mm-hmm. just basically, I like these. Right. That's all you need right. to know. Uh, the site acts as a middleman between buyers and sellers. It's a secondary market kind of thing and it helps uh, kind of change the arduous and sometimes shady task of using ebay or craigslist to buy sneakers can you use like filters for the stuff that you really like versus stuff absolutely you, don't like? you could okay. put a heart on it and then it ends up in your you know sort of in your cash so you okay. can see what you're into all right uh if for every purchase made on the app, StockX uses a staff of almost now 500 employees uh, to find experts to make sure everything you purchase is authentic and guaranteed mm. to be so. Wow. Now, this is a problem. Sneakers is such a big business now that you have um, factories in China recreating them and um, having a whole new business for just bootlegs. Right. So shoes that cost, you know, there's shoes on this app that I'm not encouraging you to buy, but there are thousands of dollars worth of shoes. Wow. But then there's normal 150, whatever. Uh, That's a okay. lot, by the way. That is a ton of money for sneakers. So you no longer have to worry about scammers or fakes. But also the site works as a stock market of sorts, hence the name. You can easily track the aftermarket value of these shoes, what they're selling for, and how many people are buying them. Uh, they also include streetwear, watches, and handbags. Now, I'm just putting you onto the sneakers part. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you could buy something on the site, you could either purchase it immediately for the price the seller is looking to sell it for. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you're selling it, you put it up, you say, I want $150 for that. Oh, good. I'll buy that. Click the button. So this is a secondary market, though. Absolutely. So the, so the guy who had it may have bought it for 99 bucks, he and he's selling it for 150 And it's right there on the site. You okay. can see how much he paid for it retail as well. All right. I just looked up a shoe that I had a long time ago. Sure. And I'm going to tell you, they were the most comfortable shoes, you know, when I'm out there balling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. They were the Grand Hill Fila 95. Great shoes. The greatest. Great they shoes. They were so great. And I, they re-released them recently. He, yeah, I thought he was super cute. That's why I got the shoe. Of sure. course. 228 is the lowest ask. Yeah, so, so you can I buy can it. now buy or bid. And on the same page, it should tell you the retail, so you can decide whether wow. or not that's a good purchase. This is fantastic. And then on top of that, as you see, you wait, can see. Wait, there's purses. Right. That's what he said. I I wasn't listening. Uh, But also, the other cool part is you can see what other people are paying for the Grant Hills right now currently on the site. Amazing. Now, do you look at this in case you want to get rid of some? I've done that. I've done that. Like, this one is through the roof. I don't know why, but I'll sell it. Yes. That happens all the time. I normally keep them, but I do buy a lot on this site. And that works. Sometimes you can get shoes for under retail. Wow. So if there's a lot on the site, it costs $180 if you go to, like, a Foot Locker. But on the site right now, it could be $140. Uh, The seller pays about 8% to 9.5% fee to StockX. Mm -hmm. The buyer doesn't give any money to StockX. Um, And that's basically... Um, you have to do that uh, and, and link it up to your credit card or PayPal. So there's no such thing as not giving the money immediately. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. So like, you're, there's no world where the guy doesn't pay you on eBay. 
It just takes out the money. Over $2 million is currently being traded daily on StockX daily. alone. Daily. Daily. $2 million. Uh, once it sells, you sh- the, buy, uh, the seller ships the item to StockX within two days. They have to do it within two days. Okay. And then it's authenticated by StockX itself. They put a little tag on it uh, if the sell is real. Huh. The company is owned alongside Quicken Loans. It has now raised over $50 million in investors. It could take on way more, but it's decided to sort of uh, just use their own dough. And they're even opening drop-off locations in London, New York, Los Angeles. So if you sell something, you drop it off, you get the money immediately. So you never have to worry about something not being real because if it's sent to StockX and they don't authenticate it, the sale doesn't sale, go through. Sale ends. I actually had that happen. Wow. So I bought a pair of shoes. They shipped it within two days. StockX sent me a nice email that said, hey, listen, man, we're not going to send you the shoes. Giving you your money back. We're sending it back to seller. We can't authenticate. That's fantastic. It's incredible. But the wow. best- Do you know bet- if they have purses? <laughs> They have purses and watches. Did you mention the watches, too? She was technically looking at the site already when I said it. But here's the thing, guys. I'm telling you, there's competition out there like Grailed Goat, uh, which was recently purchased by Foot Locker for $100 million, one of their competition. Stadium Goods, this is a business now. Basically, Mm. finding secondary shoe market. You will be surprised. You'll love it. You'll be like, oh, these look great. And then $150, I'll buy these. It will happen to you. I will start your disease. StockX is the easiest way to do it at really good prices, and that is my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. I really don't like any of them. The Kevin and Bean Show. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny. <laughs> K-Rock. The headline of the article is Goodbye Handshakes. Some companies considering banning all physical contact at workplace. I uh, have seen a couple of articles like this recently, and I understand that times have changed mm-hmm. and that Allie no longer wants me to slap her on the ass when she walks by in the hall. Well, just if you're going to do it, focus on different cheeks because my right cheek, <laughs> it's like okay. enough. Or go lower. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> that there are people who have taken liberties in the past, and yeah. I think in general that this is a step in the right direction. I think it may also be an overreaction, but I will say that when Total Jobs, whatever that is, they conducted the survey here, found that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work, that number shocked me. Do you think that most workplaces have, you know, if there's 100 people there, there's five people that ruin it for all of them? 100%. It has to be the case, right? Yeah. But also, yes. like, I thought about this. When I read the article and I, I figured we every day we come into work and yeah. we see each other five days a week mm-hmm. and we don't hug or handshake when we come in here because it would be way too much. Yeah. There's no right. need for us to do that. So I kind of get that it's overkill. And if someone if I came in every day and, and went to hug Allie after a while, you'd be like, this is creepy. Yeah. Well, you'd sure. hold on. You'd hold on for that five seconds that are too long. He yeah, does sometimes just say, I believe. Yeah, and I also when I when I let go, I just swipe my hand against her face. It's tender. Yeah, it's tender. Uh, but, but this happened with that guy from Pixar. Remember with John Lasseter mm-hmm. when he was working? He was like the head of Pixar, was in charge of all the Toy Stories, all these incredible things. Yeah, he was a hugger. And then people used to say they didn't like his hugs. Mm-hmm. And then he got basically pushed out of the company. Yeah. So, but I, I get that I don't, we don't do it every day because that right. would be insane. You're right. That is an odd thing. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it that way. Here's the newscast on it. Well, you know, have you ever been approached with a two cheek kiss? Well, if you didn't expect it, it's totally awkward. Made worse if that timing is a mismatched. You know, I've been there. It's those kind of greetings that has made companies think twice about physical contact in the workplace. I, I only go four kisses. 
each cheek. <laughs> Two kisses each cheek. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, if you're not committing. Yeah. Right? So where does that leave the handshake? A survey by Total Jobs found that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work. Is Total Jobs uh, real? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a sex site. Right? <laughs> Doesn't it? I'm just thinking of what kinds of jobs are involved in Total Jobs. And that's why them. they would want them to stop. Were you looking at Total Jobs again? <laughs> the idea is to remove confusion over what kind of touch is appropriate. Now some companies are considering whether they should prohibit handshakes. I think that's going a little, a little too far. I think it's... um. A show of mutual respect. If it's professional, two shakes, I'm okay with it. So is a handshake ban realistic? We would have to rewrite the whole etiquette books. Etiquette expert Dorlisa Goodrich-Young says a systematic... We would have to rewrite all the etiquette books. <laughs> hey guys, what... Uh, is she real? Huh? I think she is. She's an etiquette expert. She has three names too, you'll notice. <laughs> what is considered a problematic handshake? What are they talking about here? Because I think most of us know how a handshake is supposed to work. I mean, is it just, is it uh, the president who pulls you toward him to, for a, a sweet kiss? I mean, I would guess that's when one he's of handshaking. Them. Is that what they're talking about? Or like guess. a thumb rub, like a handshake within the thumb <laughs> rub up top. Mm. That would probably be awful. Who's doing that? I don't know. I mean, some friends. Okay. Ban on handshakes doesn't seem likely. But in order to keep it professional, there are some things you need to know. It is a medium grip. And we meet the web of the other person. Why are you talking like this and explaining a handshake? I, I want her banned from the workplace. <laughs> so when we do this, we are really locking the web. There are a few other big no-nos when it comes to earning respect with the standard U.S. greeting. Hey, what's up? As my unsuspecting co-worker Alyssa found out, anything longer than two shakes is a shake too many. And are we still okay, talking about on. handshakes? I'm not no, sure. We're talking about urinals now. I think Total jobs? <laughs> now we're what about, and this is a sincere question, this isn't sexually inappropriate, but what about the people who crush your hand with the handshake? And you yeah, know, Kevin, absurd. I almost ended up in the hospital that time after I April Fool's just one year. What about that? That's, These hands I, made out of paper mache. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ban that. Could we do that? I mean, yeah, the over-aggressive handshake, sure. Of yes, course. yes. I'm made of glass, goddammit. <laughs> Totally awkward. <laughs> awkward is what you don't want. You also don't want to position your hand flat on top of a coworker's during a handshake. That can be seen as a sign of dominance. Sorry, Josh. How long is this story? Seriously. Oh, we still have another People? minute. Still have another minute. So wait, so you're telling me that if I shake somebody's hand and then put my other hand to kind of clasp oh, it and kind of... Oh, don't do that, Bean. I didn't realize that that was considered inappropriate. That's I thought a that was. I thought yeah. that was fr just friendly. That's like putting a collar and a leash on them. <laughs> Especially in business, you want to keep it even. Even goes for the grip as well. You don't want to hurt anyone. Trying to out tough oh. a coworker, not a good idea. That's a great tip. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, this is <laughs> insane because uh, first <laughs> so of all, stupid. I would much rather have a firm grip than a limp, loose handshake. I'm sorry. Oh, so we all want different things. This is insane to me. Is this, I don't remember what channel this is on, but is this on, we have 24 hours to fill with this <laughs> one story.com? Where, where are you going getting on this from? Here. Still have almost another minute. Nor is going, as it's called, limp fish. No. Not good? Mm. Not good. No. When we're in professional environments, we just want to stick with 
a level playing field. Three points is a point, two shakes, and you move on. <laughs> I get compliments on my handshake all the time, so I feel really good. <laughs> Let me just say no one gets hit compliments on their handshakes no all the time. No. It's just not a thing. I no, actually the, the, give a compliment. When I get a good handshake, no, you don't. I'm like, nice handshake, especially if it's good eye contact, because that is a true sign of someone that knows what they're doing. Did you recognize her voice? I, it's Selma. <laughs> <laughs> well, since it seems handshakes are here to stay, what if you're not feeling well? Well, Dulisa says you simply should offer an explanation and an apology of not wanting to spread germs before denying that shake. And what if you do if you're sick what and you don't this? want to get someone else sick or you don't want mm. to, you know. It's very detailed. Oh, my God. Advice on how to give a handshake. White people are insufferable. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it's time for a mug's... What are we calling this? Beer mug side hustle. Didn't have his mic on. Say again. <laughs> beer mug side hustle. My name is Beer Mug and I need some money Because Kevin and Bean pay really tea. Now I'm looking for a side hustle that will make me rich So I can tell Kevin and Bean that I quit this bitch It's now time for another installment of Beer Mug Side Hustle With me, Beer Mug is one of your side hustles doing the worst Jamaican accent ever? And by worst, you mean best. Why is it a Jamaican accent? I hope you can get paid for cultural appropriation, because oh. then you're good. I was uh, thinking about all of uh, Muggs' side hustles, and I think the one that lost him the most money was his uh, his brief attempt at being an Uber driver. Yeah. Well, in that he bought a separate car for that and then That's didn't right. do it. That's yeah. right. And then didn't do it. Just right. had two car payments instead. So where are we in the side hustle right now? Are you uh, new and refreshed for 2019, Germug? I'm ready to go. After such a humongous year of side hustling with the ASMR video, with my mumble rap gig, I mean, Muggos opening up K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. Yeah. And bar mitzvahs. <laughs> and bar mitzvahs. Wow. The, mi- the mitzvah right. brothers. Um, 2019 has just taken off. Okay. And this all is stemming from uh, <laughs> listener Martin's diss track. For oh, Muggos. Okay. Oh, right. So he pretty much came at me pretty hard okay. after I made mumble rap. Okay, so I have a clip yeah. first of mumble rap yeah. and then of his response. response. Yeah. yeah. And then your new side hustle is gonna be what? I'm the best battle rapper in the world. Oh, oh no. dear. He's a battle oh, rapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he looked right at me when he said he it. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's uh here's Muggos. Sure, man, it's Beer Mug. Beer Mug. AKA Muggos. Muggos. This is my new song called Mumble Rap. Ha! I'm about to get it. 
Looks like you came back for mo. Bring it. I am the star of the show. Beer mug. My belly, I like to show. Harry. Flabby and feeling like dough. Fat ass. No one can mess with my flow. Try it. Jackets, don't try this at home. Knoxville. Hate me, but you're the asshole. Douchebag. Something that rhymes with asshole. Finish. Mumble rap. Mumbling. <laughs> this is mumble rap and mumbling. I gotta tell you, you should have retired right then. Yeah. yeah. That was, was so good. That was so good. It's hard yeah. to follow that up. But, really, but Martin, listener Martin, who's a huge fan of the Kevin and Bean show, made this pretty, pretty good diss track. Sup, muggos? Heard your song on K-Rock. Guess you weren't making it a rock world. Thought you'd give rap a shot, huh? Well, let me put that thought to rest. Yo, muggos, beer mug, whatever your name is. Hope K-Rock keeps you, because your raps aren't getting famous. Things you say, it's like your mouth shooting farts. You make beans seem normal, and Kevin looks smart. Your flow was okay, but your lyrics below average. You sound like an even worse 21 Savage. Acting like your queen, and that was your bohemian. We'd rather hear jokes from Armenian comedian. I mean, I mean really, when he goes Armenian comedian, you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate. Pretty hard. So, yeah. you know, he, he obviously... I Ended there, if I'm going to be honest, well, I just felt like that listen, was a knockout. He, he he is obviously a big fan of the show, and right. he had a lot to go on and by knowing everything I've done mm-hmm. on the Kevin and Bean show. Right, right? that's had, how you do battle rap. Right, and I had very little, mind you. I, all I knew really about Martin is that he lives in Glendale. Okay, and he's a better okay. rapper than you. Right, that uh, both. Well, hold on. Okay, so I went into the lab, sat down. Smoked a couple joints, mm-hmm. took a couple sips of 40s. Oh, this uh-huh. is definitely going to be a good rap song, then. Right? Thank you. And uh, I came with my clapback to Martin's Muggos diss track. Sup, Martin? I heard your Muggos diss track on K-Rock. I guess you weren't making it in Glendale. <laughs> Thought you'd give talk and smack a shot, huh? Well, let me show you why I'm the best. Yo, Martin, Marty, whatever your name is. Is your mouth in outer space because you're speaking from Uranus? Yeah, the things I say... They might be dumb, but I do like beats and I do like playing drums. My flow is sick. Yours below average. If Brussels sprouts could rap, you would be sour cabbage. If envy is green, you're St. Patty and a leprechaun. Riding Gumby, picking boogers, smoking out with Cheech and Chong. I've tried lots of diets, but I'd rather drink a six pack. You went and dissed me, but your insults fell so flat. Your friend should have warned you not to start a war. But bring it, Dr. Martin. It's my pleasure, not a chore. Taco Bell, Burger King, and Panda Express. You forgot to mention Wendy's, you can't even come correct. Don't quit your day job. Martin's diss is weak. Never been to Glendale. I hear the gallery is neat. You're bad and not the Michael Jackson type of way. Everything you said, I say 50 times a day. I signed up for Uber and yeah, it was a fail. I should probably never step my fat ass up on a scale. Hearing your diss track was really kind of flattering. I'm doing you a favor by responding to your jabs at me. I'm cringy doing interviews and worse than Dodger Blues. But be honest, Dr. Martin, they all know me, not you. When oh. I hear your track, I'd rather drink cyanide. I'd rather hear Mama Mutt's talk trash my entire life. Rather eat rubber than a double quarter pounder. In the food chain of the sea, I'm a shark, you're a flounder. I hear you oh. talking, Martin, but you're just squawking, Martin. <laughs> I'm about to crush your dreams because you ain't Dr. Martin. Try to diss me. Emphasis on try to, Martin. I think your diss track should probably just retire, Martin. No oh, matter oh. where you move, from Venice to Santa Monica. I don't want that hug, and I don't want you wishing me happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I just killed you on your own beat, Martin. And if you're gonna blap blap and pew pew, why'd you do it with a little more gusto, like blap 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 and pew pew pew? <laughs> Next, guys. 
It's holy. I'm just nervous someone's gonna die. This is how Tupac and Biggie started. This just got real. This just got real. We're officially in beef season. It is beef season. Right. Absolutely. Breathtaking, great. as electrifying as That's a hair dryer thrown into yeah, a hot this is all true. my friend. Right. That was fantastic. I'm, wow. I'm very nervous because he's right in a sense that he has a lot out there. Right. Like, it's almost like, you know, it's like a signed rapper doesn't battle just a kid on the street because, like, the kid on the street knows everything about him. Right. right. He found a way to do yeah. it. It was amazing. It was very good. I'm going to say I was nervous when you rhymed average and cabbage. <laughs> but then, I mean, there were there were moments where I was concerned about Martin's family. Right? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is Big. Now, now, Jensen, you were a great battle rapper at yes, one time. Yes. Probably the greatest Jewish rapper of all time, I would imagine. Uh, don't Not much competition, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, that's a fantastic technique that Muggs got into, which is to take apart Martin's disses one by one. On right? his own beat. On his own beat, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. On his own beat. I mean, that is uh, that is a technique used to, mm-hmm. like like Muggo said, to murder him on his own beat. Yeah. Uh, I... I I, I didn't think that at the end of this segment I would say the ball is in Martin's court. Oh, yeah! man. It's on. That was another installment of Beer Mug Side Hustle. Don't quit your day job. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing rock and roll. Here's what we're going to talk about. Okay. Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has a theory about the slices of full pizza pie that come to you from Chuck E. Cheese. Let's listen to that theory. There's a theory that if somebody at Chuck E. Cheese doesn't finish their whole pizza, and there's like a few pieces left, the employee will take that to the back, Nope. take those pieces off the tray, and form a new pizza with all the other leftovers, and then reheat it and serve it to a new customer. No! Where would a rumor like that even start? Well, he said he used to go to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid and always had a small feeling that that was the case. He then shows us photos, and I'm going to tell you, he has a point. He explains what's wrong with the photos. Well, here is a picture of the pizza Chuck E. Cheese. Every piece is a different size. That piece is longer than that piece, which is shorter than that piece. These pieces in the back are shorter than those pieces. (laughs) And none of the pepperonis oh, man. line up. Oh, it's not just this picture. It's almost every picture you find of Chuck E. Cheese pizza. And nobody's talking about it. Okay. No way. So it's not in a perfect circle. Not There's at like all. places missing. Crusts <gasps> are coming out beyond other crusts. No. Okay. Like the slice and also you know how like a slice you would lay it out and you would then, you know, use the cutter. Right. Mm-hmm. The the cutter would go all the way through directly to the, you know, right to the other side. No, no, no. They don't match up at all. The slices don't match up. The 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 oh, distances. No. There's even small patches of no pizza. Oh no. Oh no. In the pie. So he's right. He, al- he also says that there was a rumor he had met a girl during high school who worked there, and she was like, "Listen, I can't really go on the record, but we have done that before. It's not a practice all the time." And by so the way, that would not surprise me all that much. Uh-uh. It, it really would surprise you. It really would. Any wouldn't. restaurant would recycle food from <laughs> so, uh, another diner's plate. Yeah, Chuck E. That Cheese stun though. Stun you, Chuck E. Cheese though. 
You think they just figure they're dumb kids so they'll never know the difference? No, I think the parents are distracted watching the kids, and well, then they get the pizzas. No one pays it. Yeah, no one yeah. pays attention. I didn't know that they served alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese. I learned that in this video also. <laughs> I have a question. Now uh, I also, want to go there all the time. Right? right? As we go back to the clip. Yeah. How did he get Danny Elfman to do the music for the background? <laughs> <of his history? laughs> Listen, he's making a bunch of money over there. <laughs> Side tangent he goes on in the video as well is that Chuck E. Cheese has been run kind of poorly over the past few years. They found themselves in a class action lawsuit from parents who believe that the games at Chuck E. Cheese that were made by the same people who make slot machines are uh, channeling kids to get into gambling. Is that oh. right? On top of that, they have a ton of World Star videos online. Oh, yeah. Everyone's fighting. <laughs> parents <laughs> fighting. It's crazy. Uh, they've just kind Is of... the claw machine rigged there? Do we know that, Jensen? I mean, I <laughs> would assume so. You don't want kids running around with dolls of Ren and Stimpy or whatever. Right. Or, or very uh, dated reference. Uh, listen, so they go to a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. As soon as they walk in, on the top sign, it says, Our pizza's made fresh. <laughs> on top of that, the plates say it. The numbers they give you for the pizza to come out at your table, they also say the pizzas are made fresh. Doth protest too much, no in kidding. my opinion. Uh, but guess what? When the pizza comes, it's brutal. It's weird because it looks like it was cooked the same amount throughout. Whoa. It's like jagged. I want to see if the cut's... The cut's not even... I mean, this one is way off. Wait, okay, let's let's push it together. Maybe it's an optical illusion. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Dealing with the waitress at the same time. Thank you, thank you. Uh, your pizza's garbage. Uh, is very funny. But yeah, I mean, it does look like they took a lot of jagged slices and then poured a little bit, like sprinkled a little bit of cheese on top of that, then cooked it again. Because oh, there's like a little no. bit of cheese in between them too. Interesting. The pepperonis oh. don't match up. Anyway. I'm horrified, you guys. I mean, I've never look, ever though. been to Chuck E. Cheese Let me, in my life. Yeah. And I guess I'm not going to start now. Let me just say on the other side, mm -hmm. what are you expecting from Chuck E. Cheese when you go there? Well, that's in the video as well. Okay. It's like, what do you think you're going to get into? But I mean, recycled pizza is pretty <laughs> high up there. Sure, yeah. They leave the pizza out on another table during cleanup, and they used a great part of the video where the cleanup crew goes over there and cleans everything around it except the pizza, leaving it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's a very weird moment. But anyway, eventually some fans recognize Shane Dawson because I think it's hard for him to go anywhere and not be recognized at this point. And he talks to one of the waitresses who won't really go on record and say no. She hmm. just sort of laughs and kind of walks it off. Uh, so they take their pizza home. Uh, and they also go to Home Depot at the same time. And they pick out a long like a long like a blade mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that they, they want to show how the pizza would come together and, and let's hear that process i think we've proven that these two halves were never together <laughs> yeah okay now this is not good when you line all these up by the tips i mean it's crazy it's actually insane <laughs> and yeah it doesn't match up the pizza doesn't match up. I mean, up. but don't you know that by looking at it? Yes, but now once you scientifically get in there, there's humanly no way it matches up. Got this you. sounds pretty convincing to me, you guys. This is his consensus. So, okay, here's the consensus. Um, I don't know. And I hope it's just optical illusion. <laughs> are you trying, you think that this was this the same pizza the whole time? This is one pizza with just different coffee? Oh, that's what you're trying to say. I'm trying to prove anything to make it so that Chuck E. Cheese isn't actually doing this. I, I did not think this was going to happen. So you watched an hour and a half yeah. for the conclusion yeah. of... 
I don't know. So Why I ha- didn't he just say, I don't want Chuck E. Cheese to sue me? He did say that a okay. bunch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so much so that Chuck E. Cheese came out yesterday. The claims made in this video about Chuck E. Cheese and our pizza are unequivocally false. No conspiracies here. Our pizzas are made to order and we prepare our dough fresh in restaurant, which means they're not always perfectly uniform in shape, but always delicious. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm doubting that. How could it not be? Right. I, think, I think I'm team Dawson on this one, you guys. All you got to do is go to Google, type in Chuck E. Cheese pizzas, and you'll see the pictures. <laughs> oh. And it's going to be hard to deny, guys. But <laughs> again, they serve alcohol, so who knows? So that makes it easier to put down the old pizza. Yeah, and sure. also you can just push your kids off. Sorry. Hit it. Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. I'm looking at the clock, Kevin. I nope, don't think we're going to have plenty time. of time. No, Listen. it looks like we're running kind of late here. To Before the Kevin and Bean Show started, oh. back in 90 when the Kevin and Bean Show started, it, it was not the beginning of Bean's career. No. Nor mine, actually. Mm-hmm. But Bean, before then, was using the stage name Flash Phillips. And I feel like I should say again so you don't think I'm a total a-hole. Well, let's wait until we hear the tape, but go ahead. It was given to me. I right. was I started work at a new radio station, WAVA, in Washington, D.C., and five minutes or so before I went on the air, my program director said, what are you going to call yourself? And I said, well, I'm going to use Gene Baxter, like I always said. That's my real name. Oh, no, that's not – I can't – no. We need something, something show busy for the kids. You're going to be Flash Phillips. Did you say, is there a second option? <laughs> Look, it was my first day of the job. I was happy and uh, I felt lucky to have the job, so – I was Flash Phillips for three freaking years. Wow. And um, I have not, I, I saw that this tape was posted on some Radio Rewind site the other day. Yep. And I listened to 15 seconds of it, Kevin. And then I sent it to you because I no, said, I don't even want to hear this. I best. don't even want to hear this. So Bean uh, talks three times as fast as he does now. Mm-hmm. He also has giant echo on his voice at all times. Okay. <laughs> and this is Flash Phillips. WBA, hi. Hi, um, I'm trapped here in this um, teller's booth at this bank until 8 o'clock. I'm kind of bored. Um, this is the station. Um, do you mind playing on um, Bang a Gong by Power Station? Oh, I was just thinking about that record. That would sound good tonight. Okay. Nice hot night in D.C., the Power Station cranking out of the radio. So you say you're in a bank and you're bored? Yeah, I'm trapped in like on one of them photo map booths. And, um, have, uh, sir, have, have you considered uh, embezzlement? <laughs> yeah, I'd help a whole lot, by the way. Well, I mean, seriously, it would certainly spice up the evening. Just uh, just my advice, sir, but then I'm a known convict. Thanks for the call. Well, thanks a lot. Bye now. Listen to Flash Phillips. Flash is a killer. Right? I hate it. I hate it so much. Then he comes out of that song saying, (laughs) Banging that gun, singing that song off Compact Disc. It's the Power Station. Great album, especially (laughs) thanks to Andy Taylor, formerly Duran Duran on that one. Some great guitar work there. And Andy, my gosh, is his career happening in a big way or what? First, he was supposed to open for David Lee Roth last fall at the Baltimore Arena. Listen to the echo. Whatever. Is this crazy? When does he breathe? He does it. He never did. <laughs> for like 10 years, he didn't breathe. Uh, he was supposed to open uh, this summer out at Meriwether Post Pavilion for the Psychedelic Furs. He got booted off that tour. For about two minutes, he was scheduled to open for Heart this year at Meriwether, and now he's not going to do that either. Meanwhile, his former buddies in Duran Duran played a sold-out house at Madison Square Garden last night. So was that a happening career move or what? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Andy Taylor, folks, now you're in the group. okay? 432-WAVA is my number. We're taking your votes for the hot 8 at 8. On the way, it's a 10-in-a-row power play, including the brand-new song from Madonna that we played first for you this morning with Jim Elliott around 10 o'clock. Also coming up, George Michaels, I Want Your Sex, and Atlantic Star by request is next. Look, Bean, uh, how much cocaine? Unrelated. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Are you the Micro Machines guy? What is and also, are you recording in a hall? Where are you? <laughs> Look, that was the trend back then. It was, was everybody had that.
that echo. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Guys, I first of all, I'm exhausted even hearing <laughs> right, the tape. Right, same. So fast. Second of all, I, I would so make fun of this DJ. Oh, of course. <laughs> I would so <laughs> make fun of him. This guy is worse than D's. He's worse than Seacrest. But you wouldn't have made fun of him when he was him. I guess... Pretty good. I uh, No, not pretty good. Listen to the giveaway that the morning show's got going on. WBA Power 105, Don Geronimo and Mike O'Meara are incredibly wacky, and they're doing it again tomorrow. As it's Free Money Thursday, the Zoo Boys will be handing out instant cash. I can't, I can't say this on the radio that it's tax deductible, can I? Well, it's undeclared income. Tomorrow morning with Don and Mike, uh, $10.50 in cash to the first 105 people that show up when... $10.50. What? what are they going to do with $10.50? And you don't have to declare it, so that's the good news. They say to call by, so that's it. All the details tomorrow morning from 5.30 till 10 on Washington's favorite early morning zoo. Right now, by request for everybody, here's George Michael, and I want your... Oh, was it request... nailed it. Was it requested by everybody? I mean, it was probably a very hot song at that time. Now he moves on to the 4th of July in Washington, D.C., and what's going on? Lovely Debbie Gibson, Power 105, WABA by request. That's only in my dreams. New ones from the cutting crew is standing by. And the new music power playoff in about 20 minutes as Los Lobos, La Bamba. Listen to the music he's got going, too, man. He's jamming that bed. Tries to make it four big nights in a row. I'm Flash Phillips at 432-9282. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, um, I, 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 I like, I want, I want to know. Chris Jagger, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Jagger. Yeah. That was my evening competitor. On oh. the other radio station oh, in town, word, you, were you were S talking. That's exactly what I was. That's Ooh. who that was. Yes. Wow. Hi, WBA. Yes, sir. I'm wondering, do you know who's playing at the Fourth of July now? Uh, well, there, there is no uh, Fourth of July show downtown uh, in terms of pop acts. Uh, they have usually some uh, some marching bands, stuff like that, but there, there's no big hoopla like there used to be. How come? When does this start? <laughs> and by the way, he's got this music going, but he'll take forever to talk about the 4th of July <laughs> and why it's not happening, who's not there, and who was there. Oh, a couple years ago. It got too big. Sir, the last time we did it, when we had everybody and his mother here, uh, and your mom says hello, uh, we had 750,000. <laughs> For this show, right? Please stop. Please stop. Oh, a couple years ago, it got too big, sir. The last time we did it, when we had everybody and his mother here, uh, and your mom says hello, uh, we had seven hundred and fifty thousand people down there. So they just decided to scale it down because it cost too much money to clean it up. Yeah, that's right, sir. Yes, who was down there? That was the Joan Jet and the Blackhearts, the Beach Boys, the Oak Ridge Boys, Jimmy Page, uh, New Edition. Uh, we brought John Lennon back. You recall? I mean, it was a big day. It was a lot of fun, but it was just too big for the city. Exactly. They started the family affair downtown. Oh, my God. Thank All right, you. sir. Well, there you go. Uh, glad to help. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and I was thinking maybe this year we could get Menudo for the 4th of July, huh? That would be spanking. I'm it sorry. What? what? That it would, would be spanking? I'm sorry. It would be what, Bean? <laughs> I, you heard it. That would be spanking. <laughs> and that was the last time I was ever recorded on tape. Oh, no, no. It continues. Oh, please. Oh, we're out of time. So now he makes a menudo joke and he's getting called on. Uh, WBA, hello. Uh, why that's a question? Yeah, sure. Uh, why are you calling on menudo? No, I love menudo. Uh, no, 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 no. You read me all wrong. Uh, Menudo's one of my favorite bands. I have all their records. I have posters at home. I went to see them at the Warner Theater. I have a menudo t-shirt. I swear to you, I'm not lying. Okay, do you know anything? Are they coming here on concert August 1st? I don't know. They're still trying to break in the new guy. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that entails. <laughs> uh, you know, a weekend at their farmhouse in Connecticut, maybe, uh, with a horse. I don't know, but uh, no, just a joke. We'll let you know the minute we hear anything. We are your official Menudo station. You know that. Okay, I remember that. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. She bought it. That was incredible. That was good really good. Gosh. Flash killing it. I'm telling you, he does kill it. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that, that take. one more clip, and I just like... Come on. WBA Power 105 with far and away the most tunes in Washington. Nobody else even's come close. I'm Flash Phillips, and I got a great new song, Who's That Girl? The latest from Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> and you know what Madonna is? That would be spanking. <laughs> Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dr. Drew agreed to come on to talk about this topic. Dr. Drew is loves us He's and loves best. our topics. He's takes the absolute them best. Very seriously. Hey, Doc. Take your topics that you ask me to address. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just came in just right after our topics. Do you love them? I, I love you, and I'll take your topics. I'll okay, take thank okay. you very much. Thank you. We saw this story this week. It was all over the Internet. Gas can leak out of your mouth if you hold it in. And it seems like it's based on actual research that you shouldn't try to stop your farts from coming out because they might somehow get absorbed to somehow into your circulation and come out your mouth. And we just thought that was too gross and too weird to be true. Do you believe it, doctor? Well, well let's just say it doesn't it doesn't pass the sniff test. Ah! Have you, ever, <laughs> you even stayed have away you, from the word smell. <laughs> Have you ever smelled someone's mouth smell like a fart or methane gas? Uh, I mean, there's bad breath, but that is that is anaerobic bacteria that's produced in the back of your tongue. A fart smell is methane produced by bacteria in your gut. So what happens if you hold it in too long, Dr. Drew? Where does it go? It, it can absorb. There can be some absorption of it. It can sort of – but then it gets incorporated into other molecules. It, it, it's not as though it comes out as a – this is what people get – Dr. Very, Drew, uh, we went, read this on the internet. For yeah, God's sake. Did you miss that part? True. My I, mom shared this I, on I, Facebook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it has to be true. It has to be. Yeah. Right. But people get very, have very strange ideas about what happens to things once they get absorbed into our bloodstream. Believe me, there's not a connection between your colon and – and you're well. There is a connection between your colon and your mouth. I hope so. We're just one giant. We're just one giant tube. Right. But things don't get back up through the small intestine. They can't. That they is not sexy. There, so. We're just no. one giant yeah. tube. <laughs> um, look, I don't know what you call yours, Allie, but that's what Dr. Drew calls his. So you're saying that regardless of how many prestigious websites and articles uh, we saw, saw on the internet on this, that you're, you're saying the science does not hold up. That you cannot fart out of your mouth if you hold it in. I'm saying the notion is flawed. I'm saying that okay. the gas can reabsorb to some degree, but it's not as though it comes out of your mouth in the same form it was reabsorbed. All right. Like that. that is that is thing one. And I, I know you're thinking, oh, I dodged that bullet. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Thank God I can get off the phone and go back to my real life. But here's thing two. The Daily Mail posted an article this week about uh, apparently a thing that is happening called pegasms. 
they're women who claim that they are achieving orgasm by urinating after holding it in. Releasing the urine at that point when your bladder is overfilled is said to cause cause shivers from the spine to the head. It's a bizarre new sex trend. Could there be anything to this, Dr. Drew? Well, let's just first say that when things want to come out of your body, you need to let them come out, whether it's a sneeze or urine or a fart, whatever it might be. Wherever you are, just let it go. (laughs) Yes, generally let's agree those things need to come out. So I'm not advocating holding your urine. You can get urinary tract infections. It can be a real problem. Uh, You you, you can have issues. But this is not a new phenomenon. This has been well known for a long time. Yeah, we used to talk about it. We used to talk about it on Loveline all the time. Really? And there's sort of two, two... Two aspects to it, one, one, because people would call in and say, this happened to me, and we go, they, they were sort of freaked out. They thought they were broken. Uh, and there's another pheno- phenomenon that for some women, if they hold urine, they can in- intensify their orgasm. But that usually doesn't upset people. And again, not good for you, more, okay. more towards urine infection that way. But, but in terms of the pegasm thing, those tend to be women that are already highly orgasmic, like hmm. they're sort of prone to multiple orgasms anyway. And this is just another sort of way of activating and sort of um, chief morning radio uh, <laughs> influencing that part of your body. Okay. Or as but, I like to call those women lucky as hell, right? <laughs> He's with me. Except what? I'll tell you what, it's, it's when you talk to those women, they're very disdainful of other women who have difficulty with orgasm because they can't understand what your problem is because it's so easy for them. Well, tell them to shut up. Really, right? Stop I bullying. Do. I do. I do. But doctor, okay, um, help, help, help me out with, with the, the human body aspect of this. What does the bladder have to do with whatever the part of a, uh, of a woman's body produces orgasms? Because I don't really believe women have orgasms, so I just, I'm just putting it out there because most people do. Yeah, from okay. experience, right. right. But uh, what does the bladder have to do with this? What does it press against? I, I understand you've never seen one in real life. <laughs> right. but, um, exactly. In, in nature. Uh, but essentially, first of all, you're constricting the muscles there, which is some people need that as a sort of a pre- precursor to orgasm, some women. Uh, also, there's in a lymph- as, you, as you increase the pressure down on the bladder, um, there's increasing arousal. Men wake up in the morning with arousal, right? So some of that is a spinal mm-hmm. reflex, and some of that is blood and lymphatic um, sort of engorgement, let's say. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, but why yeah, does yeah. the pee come in? Because you're the, the, holding the in the pee, just, you're constricting like, think, your walls oh, down there. If there you know you what I'm saying. Think, think, just think, of, think of what happens to you. <laughs> think about morning and men. Morning and men. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah, I pull vault out of bed. <laughs> oh my god! Come on! This is the worst day. <laughs> All right. So you're saying farting out of the mouth is a no. Pegasm is possible. It happens with people, but you don't recommend it. That's the takeaway. I don't recommend it. And if you if it happens to you, you're not broken. Okay, fair enough. See, this is why we go to Dr. Drew. Who else could possibly give us this good advice, right? <laughs> DrDrew.com uh, is where you want to go for all the great <laughs> he podcasts. He lets know we can't fart out of our mouth. <laughs> including the Dr. Drew podcast, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, and the new Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Segura, which is great. The current episode of Andy Dick is well worth your time. <laughs> Dr. Drew, come on! Passing out. The uh, uh, radio show is 790KBC from noon till 3 and the Heal app on App Store or Google Play. See you, Dr. Now, in the comfort of your home. Thank you so much, Doc, for the time. Have a great week. We'll do it next Thursday. And always just so proud after I leave you. Right. Guys. Should be. <laughs> Thank you. You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. You guys. Mm-hmm. 
It happened again. Somebody had to cut off his own leg. I uh, it happened again. It happened oh, the again. old classic story. All the time. I can't oh. turn on the news without seeing somebody have to amputate something. I'm getting sick of it. I want you to hear the story from Kurt Kaser's mouth himself. He's in Omaha, Nebraska. He is a farmer who just made a simple mistake and uh, was faced with that decision about cutting off his own leg. And we'll talk about whether you could do it. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't. Unloading corn and into a bin. We were moving corn and taking from one place to the other. And 63-year-old Kurt Kaser has been a grain farmer for more than 40 years. But it was one simple mistake that could have cost his life. By the way, this dude is incredibly chill through this entire interview as he is describing what has to be the most harrowing experience of his life. You'd hope. It's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable how laid back he is telling this story, that, a story that ended up with him amputating his own leg. If I could have got by that first load unloading, I think I'd have thought of it or seen it. But I was in that routine like I always used to do. And I, I just, I didn't think of it. He says he stepped out of his truck, turned around the corner. And stepped in the hopper in that little hole. By the way, I have uh, uh, been made fun of many times on this show for talking about putting things in the hopper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently the hopper is a real thing. And it's a piece <laughs> of farm machinery that, uh, that corn goes through. And that's what this dude stepped into. It just sucked my leg in and, and I was trying to pull it out and it kept. Pulling. And there was no one around to help. When it first happened, I can remember telling myself, this ain't good. This <laughs> is not good at all. He's, quick deduction there. <laughs> is it a little bit of an understatement? Yeah. So picture it. So your leg is in the hopper, okay, which mm-hmm. is just basically a big hole where the grain's supposed to go. And it's stuck. You have tried, obviously, to pull it out, and you can. And you feel that it is sucking you further in. Oh, like a corn quicksand. Exactly. Uh-huh. It has to be unbelievably terrifying, as you can hear in his voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, his blood pressure, I can hear it even now. Yeah, he has to, obviously, he still hasn't recovered from the drama. No. Kaiser couldn't find a cell phone to call anyone, his desperation growing. I, I thought, how long am I going to stay conscious here? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I didn't know what to expect. And then I felt it jerk me again. I thought, well, I was going in a... They're going to grab me and pull me in further. And he was left with just one option. Okay. Oh, no. It's you, Allie. You're left with that one option. Can you do it? I cut off my leg. Mm-hmm. From what? The, what part? It looks like, uh, based on the stump, it looks like it's just below the knee. Ooh. With a pen knife. Yeah, that's also a concern. What's a pen is, yeah, knife? I do need to know what that is because weapon wise, if I mm-hmm. have like a machete, yeah, yes. it's just one shot. I think I could do yeah. it. But if yeah, you're he- saying I have, you know, like a, a corn on the cob end, and I have to just slowly stab <laughs> fast oh, no. on my leg, I probably won't do it. That's what he has to do. He has to. He has a little. I mean, he has a pen knife in his pocket. Explain what I'm. Both Ali is and that I are, like a Swiss Army knife? Yes. Okay. Okay. Stop no, saying yes. pen knife. Yeah. No one says pen knife. Well, that's what it's called. Okay. All right. I would so, not yeah. use. No, I would not do this. I would. <laughs> so, I just call it a day. So you have to not only cut through the skin, but uh, then obviously the tendons and the muscle. And at some point, and I don't know how it works with bone. I can't imagine you can even cut through the bone. I would think you'd have to reach down and just pull the bone out okay. of the socket. Good morning, everyone. Well, this is what I'm saying. This is the decision that's ahead of him. And I'm asking, oh, Allie, man. do you just die? Do you just wait to get sucked into that machine or pass out from the pain? Or are you able to make that first cut? Rest in peace, Allie.
Rest in peace, Bede. How about yeah. you, Jensen? I'm, I'm calling it a day because of the knife. <laughs> I would the be cut- fine with a strong, you know, Cutco, the one that goes through a rope that people try to sell you in high school. Okay. Yeah. I'd be yeah. fine with that. But with I think proper tools, you'd be able to do it. Yeah, you give me like a plastic knife. I, this is, I mean, it's nothing. I can't, I can't do even that. imagine. And by the way, they don't say anywhere in the story, and I'd love to know how long it took him to take off his own leg. But he has no other choice. He can't reach a phone. He's out there all by himself on the farm. Let's hear more. When I had my pocket knife in my pocket, I thought, well, the only way I'm getting out of here is cut it off. So I just started sawing on it. He mm. amputated his own leg. When I was cutting it, the nerve endings, I could feel them just ping when, every time I'd, when I'd start sawing around that pipe. I want you to think about the nerve endings. Oh, in way. man. Jesus. Who's hungry? I, I couldn't do it. This dude is 63 years old. He's in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's able to do it, and he's so chill about I it. I know. He's wow. talking like the same way I do if I have a hangnail. You yes. know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get a Band-Aid real quick and fix it up and maybe cut it off with a little cuticle cutter. It's just like the casual. once it went and let me go, so I got the heck out of there. He then army crawled 150 feet across the farm. <laughs> okay. Oh my so, gosh, this man. So when he says he got the heck out of there, yeah, you heard what that involved. It involved him crawling back to the house to make a phone call. How do you not bleed out? Yeah, that I don't get. Uh, not only bleed out, pass out anything. Yeah. Yes. That would have ended this. Yes. Not <gasps> just the not just the loss of blood, not just the pain, but just the stress. Also yes. the shock. Yeah. And shock, yeah. yeah, it's it's unbelievable. He was not found laying with one, you know, with half of one leg missing, just right there, you know, dead in his driveway. Yeah, it's I, incredible. I, I stub my toe and army crawl <laughs> down this down near the stairs to where Danielle is. I like I can't, and I'm like, can I make it? <laughs> he then army crawled 150 feet across the farm to the nearest phone to call for help. I stayed conscious all the way to the hospital. I remember I'm being being unloaded up here. And- He's a superhero, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Stay conscious. Despite what happened, Kayser's occupational therapist, Danny Willie, says his attitude has been extremely positive. I ain't too bad. Pretty nonchalant about everything that actually happened, like it was no big deal. You it know? is what it is. Make the best of it is all you can do. I mean, I mean, it is what it is, you guys. Wow. I just cut off my old leg. It is what it is. How do you stay so nonchalant about this? How weed, is this that- weed, probably weed. Maybe weed. I can't. I, I don't even get this guy. Corn. I, mean, I would. I would never. Yes, corn. Uh, yeah, the band. I would, no, I meant the band. Oh, he listens to a lot of corn. Yeah, okay, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would never stop, and this is not to my credit to admit this, but I would never stop being so mad at myself and feeling so sorry for myself, and just and just not being able to accept it. This dude has already moved on. Can't wait to, to for it to for the wound to heal enough so that he can get his prosthetic and get back on the farm. All he wants to do is get back and start start you know harvesting wheat again. Not corn. I, no, it's probably or corn. <laughs> or, or corn, right? Make the best of it. Is all you can do. I mean, could always been worse. I paid the price here of being in a hurry and not paying attention. Basically, that's all it is. I just wasn't paying attention, you guys. Oh, God bless this guy. God bless him. The trooper. Yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt Kayser, we call him Hoppy, but uh, well done. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. The Kevin and Bean Show. Just, just, just not, uh, not funny. K-Rock. Welcome to Is It Racist? Can you help me out? Because I have no clue. Is it racist? I don't know. Do you? Is it racist? Come on and. 
find out on the Kevin and Bean Show. Is it racist? Is it racist? Is it racist? Come on and let us know. That's a peppy little song for Is It Racist? Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked Noah if he could do a hip-hop version, and he said, uh, no, that would be racist. So we're learning as we go. Look, we're a bunch of white guys and gals, so we're not the ones to decide. That's why we invited you, the African-American listeners of the Kevin Bean Show, to call in. All the phones are busy, so here's the story, and then we'll go to you, and you can tell us what you think. Gail King actually stirred up this controversy on her Instagram. Okay. She put up a photograph of O Magazine, which, as you know, is Oprah's magazine. Uh, of their creative director named Adam Glassman. Now, in the photo, he is wearing a sweatshirt. He's a white guy. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a sweatshirt that says, Black Don't Crack. Okay? Okay. We've, we've all heard that expression because African-American people are so lucky that you can't tell if they're 30 or 70 because somehow... Yeah, white people are incredibly jealous of that. We get very wrinkly and very saggy, but black people look fantastic as an older person, right? So he's a white guy... Wearing a black don't crack shirt. Now, again, he's working for Oprah. He's working at O Magazine, which is a predominantly African-American work environment. But he is a white guy and he is wearing it. So Gail King says she loves the sweatshirt, but she asked her followers to weigh in on whether it was racist or not. Should Can he pull it off? Should be he be allowed to wear that sweatshirt? And there were thousands of comments Lots of different opinions. Some were in favor of the choice, saying he can wear it even though it doesn't apply to him. Others were saying he can wear it as long as he uh, it can explain it, which, by the way, seems like a very dangerous area. It's like yes, Dave it with his remember Dave with his NWA, NWA shirt. shirt yeah. sure. He couldn't exactly stop everybody that saw him and say, "No, no, I love the band. It's not racist. I love the band." So. Uh, Grass is green, water is wet, the Pope is Catholic, and black don't crack, one follower said, with the hashtag, the facts of life. So opinions all over the place. I don't know what to think about this. It seems to me like it could definitely be problematic, him showing up at work like that, like like he's sort of pretending to be one of his black fellow employees, and he clearly isn't. So we thought we'd take it to the listeners. Let them help us know, is it racist? Is it racist? Brian Longbeach. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Joe? You heard Love the you story. Show. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You heard the story. What do you think? Black don't crack. Okay for a white dude to wear it or not? I think it's cool for a white dude to wear that. But uh, I think it also would have to be in, in certain situations. Like, I wouldn't wear it to work just in case you would offend somebody. I mean, that's a whole different era. Right, but he was at Oprah, so... Yeah. He works in a predominantly African-American environment. We assume that he is friends and friendly with all the people that he works with. I mean, he has a pretty senior position in the magazine. Does that make a difference to you? No, it doesn't, because it's still a workplace. I mean, certain things you wouldn't wear. You wouldn't wear an NWA t-shirt to work. All right, so yes or no? Are you saying yes? It's racist? I'm saying yes, outside of the work environment, where you wouldn't have to deal with the question that they're asking right now. Okay. Okay. All right, so we're going to put him down for a yes for racist at work. I mean, environment, yeah. Javier up next. He is on line three. Now, are we accepting Javier as a black man? Nope. Oh, that is so, that's racist. That right is there. racist. Yeah, that's racist. Javier, what's your last name? Martinez? <laughs> it's, it's Leon, actually. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. So you're. All right, I won't even delve I'm into it any deeper. I'm not black, but you know, I look more black than I do Hispanic. Okay. All right. You can you can be an honorary African American even though you're not. All right. Black don't crack. Sounds, what say you, sir? Sounds good. You know, it depends on the context. Just like Brian was saying, I think before. I think it depends on where in the setting where you're wearing it. If it's a bunch of a bunch of like white people, you kind of got a question and be like, 
what kind of crack are they talking about? Oh. You know? Yeah, but he works at Oprah Magazine. Yeah, I think in that case, I'd say no, because it's Not somebody racist. who I would, I, would, I would assume is conscious and um, has a, you know, a good understanding of where he is and I'm not going to take anything wrong with that in that scenario, but I, I, I'd give a no. All right. Okay, you say no. All right, thank you for the call. One so yes, one no. Let's do one more. Let's make it the tiebreaker, and let's make it a lady. This is going to be Erica Sherman Oaks up next. Erica, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you today? Good morning, Kevin and Bean. Popo Zow. Popo Zow to you. I, you. You get the, the final vote. It is racist has a negative or positive connotation. I believe it does? in a positive, yes, it can. How can it, it be it can positive? Be, it can be positive racist? because you say yes, Asians are good at math. That's a positive thing that you're is, saying, but it's a racist thing to say. I think that's what Erica said. A perfect example. It is racist. Like the gentleman was saying at the top of the conversation, he was asking about the portion at the bottom. Does it say facts? It's a fact that black don't crack. And the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> that too. That's what his shirt should have said. <laughs> that being the case, while it might be, it's kind of like stereotypes, only racist has a more negative connotation. So if you're taking a negative connotation, it's negative. But it is also the truth in as much as it is a true thing. And I'm right. trying so to figure out fact. whether you're voting yes or no. It is a vote no, because I'm going to go with the positive. Yes. It is not racist. Not racist. Okay. All right. well, I'm, gonna, as, I'm as, ordering mine right now. For no, 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 you're not. As a Jew, uh, I'm good with numbers. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's not racist. Not racist. <laughs> yeah. All right, Erica, thanks so much for listening. This has been Is It Racist? Is it racist? Is it racist? Is it racist? Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. As you know, here at the Kevin and Bean Show, we tackle the biggest issues of life. Yeah. And well, we on... already killed Valentine's Day. We took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> and on Friday, we started having an argument about uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. When I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. I love you so much. And I got to tell you, I was thinking about this. You know, Corolla is famous for being able to complain about anything. Right. I don't know how Jensen is able to find anything wrong with hot Cheetos because they are n- very nearly perfect. I love that's not the problem. I love hot Cheetos. I think they might be the best snack on the rack, if you know what I mean. Okay. My problem is and this is very real. I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing this for the radio or anything like that. As someone who has OCD, one of my bigger issues is that I don't like food on my hands. Mm-hmm. So barbecue, stuff like that, that I love. I love barbecue. might be my favorite food. But the issue- you put on gloves? I would love to put on gloves. <laughs> that would be a dream for me. I don't enjoy food on my hands. I'm always wiping after every, pretty much after every usage of it. Flaming Hot Cheetos is a GD nightmare. It is, <laughs> it is a disaster for hands. A disaster for fingers. Okay. It, 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 it doesn't. And not only that, uh, what your argument was the other day is that it goes away with washes. Right. That is not true. That This is the part that fascinates me because it really does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it definitely does not. And, and You're saying even after you wash your hands, you still have flaming hot Cheeto residue on your fingers. There will be a red coloring that okay. stays on your fingers. And if you have uh, problematic cuticles or <laughs> under your fingernails, if it can get to that spot, they will stay there for a small amount of time. Also, if you were to pick up anything white mm-hmm. when you have that on, small amounts of it do show up on the white for a decent amount of time. 
Oh, and you know how it is with Jensen. Everything has to be pure white or he hates it. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring in them black towels. So we didn't understand the whole idea that it does, wouldn't come off just by washing your hands. I don't even get that. So, uh, he's eating some hot Tito's now. I'm going to join him. Don't ever tell me that I haven't done something for this show because mm-hmm. this is me putting my hands on Cheetos right now. Is a disaster. Well, you're you're rubbing your fingers yeah. on these hot Cheetos only to rush only to rush the process okay. because I can't have a lot in the segment. But say that I have a, a half a bag. Okay, I'm going to be touching them a decent amount, mm-hmm. and also I've put them in plates. Mm-hmm. Imagine putting your hand into the bag. Oh, like an animal. <laughs> it then will come off on your hand. What are you, a bear? <laughs> Actually, I am. Uh, but. Imagine putting your hand into the bag and then getting all of it on your way back. Now, number one, as you can see now, yeah. what other food do you know? He's like a magician. He's holding, holding up, up his, his hands hand so we can see his fingers. <laughs> what other food do you know that leaves hands this? In- it looks like I've painted something mm-hmm. for you. All right, here's what I do. Oh, oh I'd Done. love to do that for you. I'd Done. love to do that for you. Uh, you're barely doing no, it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it hard. All right. Well, very, very intense ring. The bell's going down. It, it is still there. I do see the residue. It is still there, still mm-hmm. on my hands. So now I'll use this white towel. So now imagine a towel at your house. I understand paper towels probably smarter, but mm-hmm. let's go over this. Just towel. Number one, this is insane. This looks like a clown wiped their face off. This, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Cheeto residue. There is so much Cheeto residue on there. Now, I've wiped my hands. I'm not doing mm-hmm. it soft, just so everyone sees. I'm doing it hard. It is still on my fingers. Right, because you haven't washed your hands okay, yet. Okay, so I have some water here. All right. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> you yeah. came prepared, guys. Yeah, do it over the carpet. That's By perfect. Way, I'm like Mr. Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I've now I put water on my hands. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going back to the towel, which, by the okay. way, again, more red. This this is insane. This can't happen it on normal It does look like you're cleaning up a crime scene. It does. And then <laughs> back to my hands. It is still, I know it's minimal, mm-hmm. but it is still there on the top. Right. Of the... Of the finger as Kevin continues to snack. Kevin is eating your entire bag of Cheetos just while you're talking. Now, I have washed my hands in front of you. I have wiped my hands in front of you. I have left a towel honestly looking like, look at this. I mean, it's it's got a little residue on This looks on like, it. Uh, what's her name? This is a problematic snack by all. Okay. But you love it. I think it's one of the best snacks in the world. How now, do we change this for you? So, right, I'll, I'll let Andrew in Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning. Just want to mention, you guys, Jensen. I'm Asian. I eat Cheetos with chopsticks. And, and by the way, I have chopsticks. Chop, I have chopsticks next to me, and I appreciate Andrew oh. because I think he's yeah. right. I've never mm. done it before, but I do think what a dream this would be. Also, I want to throw <laughs> out that with my hands, getting it near my mouth. I think that this is such a problematic thing that I think it leaves a red. I think it leaves red marks around your mouth, even if 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 that if the what do you call it the. If even the small amount of red residue gets around your mouth. Right. Yeah, it leaves DNA is what I'm saying. <laughs> but now I'm going to try it with a, with a chopstick. I'm using it right now. Mm-hmm. This looks like a pretty good solution. It okay. does. It does. It's just like that. With the chopsticks, you can uh, clear your lips pretty well. Clear your lips. You exactly. can clear your lips. You He's can 100% act- right. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> and I can do- Andrew, do you have uh, OCD? <laughs> I don't, but I hate chopstick residue, Doritos residue on my fingers. It's... <laughs> A mess and it's sticky and uh, he's, he's right. Wrong. It's, it's he's problematic wrong. if you're eating them at work. It just isn't that. <laughs> just, he's, he's dead right. You don't want to get you don't want to get thumbprints, uh, orange thumbprints on your documents. Guys, what other snack do you All know right. that makes it look like you murdered your wife? Right. 
Let's try uh, Francisco East L.A. I think he's going to give you nightmares with what he's calling in to say. All right. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good, thank what you. Do you. What do you have on the hot Cheeto controversy? I, I have the perfect answer for you. Okay. So you go to these um, Mexican snack places anywhere in L.A., mm-hmm. um, and they serve you hot Cheetos with nacho cheese, and they give you a fork. That's great. That's a great idea. Does, doesn't a fork break it apart? Well, it, the cheese just disintegrates in the, the hot Cheeto, but it's still amazing. What The kicker is the nacho cheese. If you haven't had hot Cheetos with nacho cheese, you haven't lived. That sounds pretty okay. strong. <laughs> that does I mean, sound strong. He's, it sounds great, yeah. But that doesn't help you if you're just at home and all you have is a bag of Cheetos, right? No, I'd, I'd have to find a Mexican store near my house. But, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I'm willing to make the trek. I uh, I see the love you have for the food, and that's why you're willing to go through so much of it. But you're going to have to accept that you're going to have Cheeto dust on your hands. It's, well, it's just it's going to go with It's like being a coal miner. You can't go down there and work all day and not come out with a little dust on Very similar to it's, coal mining. It is. It is, Good by the way. Lord. I just want everyone to know that if you see me at, like, Acoustic Christmas or if you see mm-hmm. me at, like, April Foolishness and you shake my hand and I leave behind residue on your entire outfit, Please understand it's hot Cheetos, and it's because you people aren't willing to transform and bring chopsticks with you when you're ready to snack. <laughs> and I would like to add that finally, thanks to this segment, I now know why my penis is always orange. <laughs> oh, God. Bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie. Something came out of Celebrity Big Brother mm-hmm. that is actually worth talking about. I never thought I would say that because we mostly just ignore that her- right. horrible show. Right. But apparently it's a, they kind of made some news this week. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina, is on the show competing on season two of Celebrity Big Brother. Is she and, a celebrity? Um, I'll give it to her. She's okay. related to one who used to be a celebrity, but does that make her a celebrity? I mean, in the Celebrity Big Brother world, the bar is very low. Okay. So she's on and she opened up to her housemates about her, well, unique relationship with a special someone. She said to her housemates, I can't wait to tell you about this guy. I've been talking to him for five years, like every day, a lot. I feel like I know him. She then goes on to explain that she has yet to meet him because he lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, you know, he lives in San Francisco real far and he's taking care of his mother. And by the way, you guys, he doesn't have a phone that can do FaceTiming to video chat. So for five years, she's been talking to this guy, and they've never seen each other face-to-face, let alone on a FaceTime face-to-face. This sucks, too, because I've always considered Dina Lohan very smart. (laughs) And this feels as if she's being bamboozled. Yes. So her housemates obviously are like, dude, you're being catfish. What are you doing? A hundred percent. And Tamar Braxton even offered to go with her to San Francisco to finally meet the man of, of her dreams. It's insane, you guys. If you had told me this had been going on not even for five months. If mm-hmm. this had been going on for five weeks yeah. and right. they were talking every day and right. had not FaceTimed or Skyped, right. I would find it hard to believe. Yeah. So we're taking your calls of long-distance relationships or relationships where you guys didn't meet or see each other for a long time. And I think Monica is the call we've been waiting for. She's in L.A. She's on line four. Monica, thank you for calling and holding on. What's going on? Hi. Hi. Hey. How did you meet this young man or woman? Um, I met him on Facebook. Okay. Um, we were part got... of um, a Dodger group. We were, we're big Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a Dodger fan. And we started talking back in 2012 as friends, strictly as friends. And that lasted about a year. And then after that year, we started getting more, you know, flirtatious and, you know, 
it became something more. We mm-hmm. developed feelings for each other. And he and lived in, in Southern California just like you? Yes, he did. He lived in Orange County, and I lived in Los in L.A. County. Okay. Seems seems like a right. manageable distance to get together, but go on. Yes. Um, well, the reason we didn't meet, well, I didn't really want to meet him right away was because I was, I wasn't in a relationship, but I was currently living with the father of my kids. Yeah, it was complicated. Okay. Yeah, it was a complicated. And he thought he was being catfish because he kept asking me. He wanted to meet me, and he wanted to meet me, and I kept avoiding it. Right. Gotcha. So finally, after two years, we decided that we were going to meet at a Dodger game, and we met. And he was everything I everything I ever wanted. I guess I was everything he ever wanted to because we're together now and I'm currently five months pregnant with his hey. baby. Oh, yay. But so he'll he'll wait two years to meet you, but he won't marry you. Um, we're supposed to get married next year. Okay. Monica wow. Monica. You waited, you know, two years to meet. How long did you wait to let him Um it was after the game. I think, no, okay. no, no. It it it, it, it was. It could have happened, but no. <laughs> I think um, I waited about five more months. Monica, wow, you are the yeah. most patient what? person in the world. He is. This is a really good relationship. I kind of love it. These two, I yeah. ship. Yeah, you guys, you guys are going to stay together. I feel good about like it as it. well, Monica. Thank you very much for the call and sharing your story. We appreciate it. All right, let's try uh, Stephen Long Beach, shall we say, line one, up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Stephen, you heard Monica's story. What's going on with you? Uh, well, back in uh, 1996, I uh, met a girl in a chat room. Uh, we hit it off just talking. And um, we uh, ended up, after three, we didn't meet. Um, it took quite a while to meet. After about three years, we uh, wow. finally met. She lived on the East Coast in Connecticut. And um, it was great, but the, the kicker of it was is she ended up being a lot younger than what she had originally told me. Uh-oh. Was oh. Chris Hansen there? <laughs> um, how much younger? If she said she was 30 and she was 22, I'm still listening. But if it's something weirder than that, what happened? Well, here's the deal. Okay, so when we first met, I was 26. She told me she was 23. When we first started talking, excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh, I was 26 and 96. She told me she was 23. We didn't meet until 1999, and I was then 29. And when we met, it actually came out that she had turned 18 six months prior. (gasps) Damn, son, where'd you find this? Wow. (laughs) You were talking to a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, back then, you know, you send a picture and you don't really – I mean, you know, we were talking in the 90s. It wasn't, there wasn't FaceTime, you know, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, you send a picture, and they're, they're kind of blurry, whatever. You, you know, she did her makeup up and everything. I mean, you know, it was it, believable. And, you know, she was very mature for her age in, in, in our talking and our conversation. It's not his fault. So what happened, though, when you guys finally did meet, somebody flew to somebody, and you realized the age difference was so great? What happened? Yeah, well, we had a great weekend, um, and, you know, I mean, we, we hit it off, and, um, well, okay, things still did happen. She was legal, okay, um, but um, we hit it off, and we had a great weekend, uh, but we realized with the age difference, obviously, she wasn't moving here, and I wasn't going to be moving there, um, but I will tell you this, guys, she's married, got two kids now, and she and I are still the best of friends. Okay, oh, that's great. Nice. 
happy yeah, ending. We, happy ending. We, we, we still talk, and, and she's a great girl. And, and uh, while I was a little upset, I could never falter. I mean, for, for, for the age difference thing, it, it was still, we're, we're still friends. And I've been with my girlfriend now for 10 years. So oh, this right, is so, great. Uh, Maybe Dina Lohan's not doomed. <laughs> never know. Sounds like yeah. all these stories work out, you guys. We were wrong to judge. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Sounds kind of boring. Omar Khan is in the studio. DJ, um, DJ Omar Khan, DJ please. Omar Khan. Uh, Omar, please. Oh, oh right. <laughs> Thank you. Names for this guy. Hot Omar. <laughs> you're like a Wu-Tang fan member. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey. uh, we've been telling everybody all day that you're a creep. I'm not a creep, guys. Uh, well, we'll be mm, the judge of that. That's okay. what a creep would say. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so this past Sunday, we had a birthday party for my daughter. And uh, during the middle of it, there was a bit of commotion indoors because there was a, a yellow jacket in, in inside. Mm-hmm. And have you ever been stung by a yellow jacket? I have not. Oh, it hurts like a mother. Not only do I do I hear that it hurts, but if you happen to be allergic, oh, yeah. it can kill you or do some serious damage, right? So this is what my sister-in-law tells me. She tells me if the yellow jacket is aggressive enough to come indoors you probably have a nest nearby no yeah so she, you need to kind of you know check around and you make mean like sure around your roof or something around a, a your tree? roof around uh, maybe a tree uh, uh, under the eaves or something a you neighbor's need to check bedroom? this out you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that is your sister-in-law so, like so, a biologist how does uh, she right how does she know that i don't i don't know well, why this, did you this question is, but, but she's like freaking me out so i was like okay. okay you know so she's but she's like you know what try to find it um i'll get my beekeeper under, suit. Check, right. <laughs> check under your eaves and uh, call the bug guy. They'll take care of it. No okay. problem. But just make sure, you know, look around. So on or Monday. a bee just flew in your house. I mean, uh, that's also possible. Right. Maybe that is possible. But okay. a yellow jacket. I guess it's not really that common for yellow jackets to be in our area. I don't okay. know. Okay. This is what I've been told. And I'm like, You're well. You're going on very uh, shaky information. Yeah. He's like, that. you know what? I saw the bee movie with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and I know what he did. So, <laughs> so for me, there's no downside and you know i don't want my kids to get stung and uh so on monday i grab uh you know i start looking around you know the house and i have a two-story house and i can't really see under the eaves clearly but i have these uh, i went to yellowstone a couple of years and i have these really cool binoculars that can Mm -hmm. see really far all right hold right for yellowstone uh this is uh, where (laughs) this is where amar starts to build the defense Uh Uh (laughs) no so 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 i'm I'm, i get this segment from this point on evidence (laughs) go on so I'm, I'm looking under the eaves and I'm checking everything out and everything looks super normal. There's nothing going around on my in my house. Sure. Mm-hmm. So okay. now you think. So I think, oh, maybe it's uh, the neighbors, right? So I, I go on one side and I'm looking, uh, uh, you know, down there. Oh, nothing. Then I go over here to the other one and I'm kind of like checking it out and there's this like weird angle and I'm trying to like lean over and when you have <laughs> binoculars, you don't have any peripheral vision. Right. 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 So it's very tunnel vision and um, I kind of like step back and I pan down and my neighbor <laughs> nope. is in the window for a split second and she closes the blinds. <gasps> so she was watching you I don't know look at her how long, with binoculars. Dude. Yeah. Did you see at all what she was wearing? Did it seem like maybe you caught the tail well, end of a changing? Here's the thing. I don't know because it happened so fast. Yeah, you caught the tail and end. And I, I caught the tail end. Oh, and I'm like, no. I was like, I, 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 it happened so fast. I couldn't react. I couldn't do anything. Wait, how, did you pick your pants up? 
<laughs> wow. What no. is your relationship with this neighbor? Do you know um, them well enough? We're, we're friendly. Okay. Um, is this the meth house or the no, other no, one? No, no, no. This is the other one. Oh, this okay, is the, the one I like. This is the one I like. I would uh, think you like the meth <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, we're friendly. Uh, they talk, you know, we talk when we see each other in the driveway. We don't have go We don't go to each other's house or anything, right. you know. But, no, I just look know, in it. We're, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we're getting in our car. Hey, stop looking at me with binoculars. So yeah. now my predicament is like, but I wait, it's okay. hold. So mm. yesterday when you told us the story, we said, let's talk to her on the phone. Yeah, we yeah. need her. So, so, so. What happened? I'm not doing that. I, I want to just. I just uh. want to just not say anything, and hopefully it'll just pass. And you were gonna no. be friendly. You were gonna get her on the phone. So no. We okay, this just in. It's never gonna pass because you're always gonna be our creepy neighbor that looked at me through the window with binoculars. Did you? At least go over and say, "Hey, this is what was happening." At the very no. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. What? But now, but now, you know that. Did you so say that, no? So, no. So that was on Monday. Now, right. am I past the point? Of, no, no. no. Every I mean? day that goes past, yeah. it's getting worse. It's, you need to. You need to say, "Listen." She's this, already told like twenty yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> this has been bothering me, and I just need to come and address it. I'm so sorry. I was looking for bee stuff because some <laughs> chick in my house said there might By be. By the way, maybe part. don't say bee stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah. might. You might want to rehearse but, that. But, a but, and then I saw don't your you bees. Don't you think that no matter whatever I say, I was hoping for C stuff. Matter. Right. <laughs> I was hoping for D's, but your D's. <laughs> Anything I say, though, she's not going to buy. I don't believe that. I think, you don't think so? I, well, you already have a, a friendly relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay, so he, I think she would give you but the she yeah. benefit. Know me, know me. You know what I mean? Well, you know her, know her now. Well, now. <laughs> I really think you could say I was. I, there was yellow jackets. I was looking for a nest. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about it, and I can't get out of my head that you. That I want to see you naked. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.